I wonder who is at the door. This is how to be opening the door. Hello, are you Adeline McMurray? No. Are you Adeline J. McMurray? No. Okay. Sorry for bothering you. It's fine. Chukum. And I'm Jackson McMurray. <laughs> You've been hiding in the closet this entire time. <laughs> And this is No Nerds Allowed. And there are No Nerds Allowed. <laughs> that we sucks. Should we try like, again? Do you want to roll like that? It. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs>
Going back all the way to Jesus times. So I think maybe it's just that association. Um, we're watching this today um, because the new Terminator is about to come out and we are hungry for clicks. And I feel like... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hunger. I've got a hunger that only clicks can clicks. satisfy. If you clicked, thank you. Do it again, please. Um, <laughs> Open another window on your web browser <laughs> and just continue to watch. Just click on the video itself and pick open in new tab like a whole bunch of times. Yeah. And then we'll get those get those sweet clicks. I mean, honestly, if you just want to click on your screen multiple times, I won't say no. You'll be pausing and unpausing the podcast, but like you do you, man. We get those clicks. No, I don't want those clicks. Those aren't the you kind of clicks, those clicks I want. No. Didn't realize you were a click snob. Well, I mean, I feel like I kind of, I feel like your standards are just too low just, on the some clicks. Some people's clicks just aren't good enough for you, huh, Jackson? Does this joke Land? suck? I don't think so. Okay, so in that case, what do you say we talk about the movie? Sure. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I've had a long week of school. I had a group project that I had to do, which actually went well, but like, you know, group so projects. Can I get some relatable high school <laughs> content? Group projects, <laughs> am I right, teens? Um, so, we've... To- we've I was about to say talked and spoken, and I almost said token. Um, we have spoken at length about the idea of opening credits. We were very high um, as a result of toking. Um, what are your thoughts on the opening credits of a, this movie? I Sorry, I just had to remember what toking was, so give me a minute. <laughs> yeah, it's taken a to poll. To realize that I'm not cool. Um, it's taken a poll off a of doobie. You're losing me. <laughs> you know when you have a doobie and you breathe it? You breathe it? You breathe in, it. When you put do, it in your wait, mouth and you suck on it? Do you breathe into it? Do you go... <sighs> no, you do that afterwards. Oh, okay. And then what do First, you do? Okay, so, okay, so imagine this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Weed. You can, like, picture it, right? Like, picture some weed. Yeah, it's, like, blue. It's yeah, really yeah, fluffy. Yeah. Typically, you put it inside of... I mean, not typically. You can. You can put it inside of... A cigarette. Myself? Oh. Or a little ceramic bowl with a I, hole I got in a, it. I got a bowl here. Just any bowl. Um, And then, you know, just, you know, you can put it in a bong. Does it need to be microwave safe? The bowl? Um, n- no, it doesn't have to be Microsoft safe. Um, but what if I put it in the microwave and it's got weed in it? Then what do I do? Um, well, typically, like, so here's the thing that a lot of people don't realize is that actually yep, for yep, a better yep. weed experience, you don't want to put it in the microwave. Oh, um, see, that's what I've been doing. Yeah, wrong. no, that's a mistake that a lot of people make. So typically, whatever whatever um, fire you're going to put to it, you're going to have some fire uh-huh. and you're going to set the weed on fire. So the and then oven you're gonna, is, yes. The oven's good. Potentially, yes. Okay. Um, as long as you're doing it right. Um, oh, I'm not. <laughs> well, then no, then it's not right. Okay. Um, hey, Adeline, does this joke suck? (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Adeline. Yes. Opening credits of Terminator. I don't remember them. Okay, um. Oh, I just said when they're they're in the future and it's like. We will not have to fight for our future now, but in the present. Right. I think it's stupid. Yeah, no, I'm not into the words. I okay, like the here's, shot here's my of, biggest... I, wait, hold, let me speak. 
I like this shot. <laughs> Sorry. I like this shot of the tank, like, going over the human skulls. I think that's fun. But, like, honestly, all the times that we, like, see, like, the future and, like, how terrible it is, I, it just, like, loses me a little bit in how kind of silly it is. Right. And I don't know see, if that's just because it, it's the 80s or what, but, like, it, it always just loses me a little bit. Right. See, I think wholeheartedly uh-huh. we should not see the future in this movie at all. Oh, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I think the movie would be a lot better because, first of all, if we never see the future, it adds this element of uncertainty to the whole of situation. Like, oh, what right? was it like? Um, here, hold on just one second. I'm looking at the opening. Oh yeah, this this movie has like long opening credits that are just like the big blue letters that say the Terminator oh, with yeah, like that, credits going over them. That what's that sounds? Well, hold on. That part reminds me of just like the THX logo that yeah. blasts your speakers out every time and you put like, a VHS. John, like it's, John, John, John. Yeah, it's got like that same John, like aesthetic John, John. of like really like corporate. I don't John, know. John, like John, it doesn't. John. Well, yeah, it's scary. fucking Skynet. But it's lame. It just makes me think like it's another logo before I get to watch Terminator. And if CinemaSense has taught me John, John, anything, John, John, John. it's that if you put logos before your movie, fuck you. Yeah, that's a bad thing to do. Which is, is to... such a weird opinion to have. Of course, they're going to put the logos before the movie. They <laughs> to make, they acknowledge made the, movie the people who made the movie. Yeah. Because they made the movie. <laughs> they should start sinning for credits also, because those are also boring and don't add to the story in any way. Yeah, it's like, okay, so... She she's in Mexico and she's driving away, but then the movie got really weird. Like I didn't get it. Like the screen just went like black and all these words started going up the screen. And I was like, <laughs> what happened to all the character development we just established? It's like the movie didn't even care. I was like, who are these people? I love the Terminator. I hate uh-huh. the ending though. Oh, you mean when it turns out that she has to start living a solitary life? No, even after that. When there's just words for literally, like, five minutes. Like, who the fuck made that decision? And it's just, like, some fucking music? Like, what kind of corporate bullshit? John, 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 John. John, 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 John. I love the Terminator theme. <laughs> I think it's so good. Um, I see a lot of people attributing that theme to John Williams, which is yeah. bullshit. Okay. Um, because... I don't know. It just sucks that, like, everything that's good and from the 80s, everyone's just like, oh, it must be John Williams. He's the only composer in the world, apparently. Yeah, it's because he is. I don't know what you're talking about, Jay. Um, Did you, how much time did you as a kid spend watching Dad play MechWarrior on the Super Nintendo? Probably a little bit less than you, but that might just be because I was born after you. Right. Because the soundtrack to this movie and the soundtrack to Mech Warrior for the Super Nintendo yep, are yep. very similar. Gotcha. I, was, I found myself like having like weird flashbacks to that because Do it's just like... that video game system that we had that was like a GameCube controller, but it looked like Darth Vader's head? <laughs> yeah. And you it was would one plug, of plug it into play the machines. TV. Yeah. What was up with that? <laughs> <laughs> I remember being super into it. It just played a whole bunch of, like, Sega Genesis ba- games, basically. Yeah, but they were all, like, Star Wars themed. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. ruled. We still have that somewhere. It doesn't somewhere. work anymore. It probably... Well, I don't think we could plug it into our TV. It doesn't have an HDMI cable on it, does it? Yeah. Um, no, it was just... It was just... Uh, what's it called? Uh, 
the three cables. The Trinity. The triple threat. Um, <laughs> the shocker. <laughs> the shocker. <laughs> Audio in the stink, video in the pain. <laughs> well that sucks oh wait no wait backwards because audio has two audio in the pink video in the stick whatever um (laughs) anyway brad fidel wrote the music for terminator and terminator 2 um and i just want to say that like the more traditional version of it that people can kind of hum along to um is from Terminator 2 a lot more because the soundtrack to Terminator 2 is a lot more straightforward and less weird than the original Terminator is. Is that John um, Williams? No, they're both the same guy. Um, Brad Fidel. But I, I think that's kind of by design, though, because the first Terminator is kind of a weird movie in a lot of ways, oh, just in terms of like what it's doing. And Terminator 2 is a lot more straightforward. And that's not a bad thing. That's just the way that it is. And I think the score kind of reflects that because in Terminator, everything's in like these weird, inscrutable time signatures, and there's no like driving beat, and it's just like yeah, I love and you're like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, (laughs) ba da da. You're like, what's going on? (laughs) Fourteen. Um, but yeah, but then Judgment Day is just like. You're like, oh, I get yeah. this. This is much more palatable. Oh, Terminator. I can count this. <laughs> um, anyway. I, I love the, the rest of the music besides the theme. I love how much like weird like 80s synth is in it. Just like that same kind of like jarring like driving beat, but it's like these crazy weird synth. I like that. Right. I've seen there was like this tweet that was going around a little while ago where somebody was like, Oh man, I wish studios just knew that like forty piece orchestras are just the only way to go for music movie music. Like that's the way it should always be. And I was like, Go fuck yourself. <laughs> because like let's just look fucking Terminator. Fucking Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Like, Are you okay, Jackson? I'm not okay because it makes me real mad because there are a lot of really cool soundtracks out in the world that aren't composed by fucking Alan Silvestri. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thor Ragnarok is a good one. That's Mark Mothersbaugh. That motherfucker was in Devo. He knows what's up. Anyway... Sorry, um, the Terminator. God, do you remember um, Devo? Um, I do. They're a good band. Do you think Oingo Boingo and Devo ever did anything together? Um, I don't know. They kind of operated in the same space. They were sort of I, the same. I I've got a conspiracy theory. I think that Devo and Oingo Boingo are the same band, but one of them are clones, but they've forgotten which ones. So wait, does that mean that Mark Mothersbaugh and Danny Elfman are the same person? No, they're clones of the same person, but we don't know who is the clone of which. Oh, so they're like, they're all Django fed, is what you're saying. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. Um, okay, fair. Um, yeah. Prove the, um, me wrong. I guess I suppose I cannot. Yeah. Um, I, okay, I gotta say, this movie opens, basically, 
with fucking a nude Arnold Schwarzenegger. Hell yes. Just like fucking walking around. And you can kind of see his dick. Yeah, dog. Like, that's a big swing for 1984. Good one. But <laughs> Great goof. <laughs> Except it's not really that big a swing because he has a pretty regular sized dick. Great um, goofs all around. I didn't necessarily mean for that to be a, a goof. But like, for real though, he's just, it's just like. This was at a time when you were basically not allowed to show a penis in a movie. Like, even in an R-rated movie at this point, like, up until, like, I don't remember when the rules actually changed, but it was, like, the late 90s. It was, like, if you showed a penis in your movie, it was, like, NC-17 no matter what. Um, like, you only female nudity was allowed. Um... But this movie, I don't know, it's it's nebulous. You can, like, kind of maybe see a little bit of his dick. You can see, like, the like dramatic lighting on the dick, but, like, for only a second when, like, yeah. the left leg is forward. You can see, like, not, the shadow yeah. of his dick on his leg, and you're you like, okay. You can see, like, a whisper of a dick. <laughs> um, remember that Batman comic they came out with a little while ago where they just full-on showed Batman's whole yeah, dick? Yeah, dog, I've got it hung on my wall. <laughs> That was the best thing that's ever happened, I think. I feel like people aren't talking about that enough. The fact that we've canonically seen Batman's penis. Well, it wasn't the canon one. It was like an alternate universe God story. God fucking damn it. Wasn't, it. Yeah, it wasn't the 616 Batman dick. Um, oh, that's fine. He's an asshole. We can only, we can only hope. Um, but okay, this leads me to my next question, though. Yeah. Why does the Terminator need a dick? That's a really good question. Why did they give him a dick in the first well, place? Well, because the whole thing is that the Terminator, he's supposed to look like a human. So you're like, hey, a human like me. And then he kills you. Right. But he doesn't... He doesn't in a... He, like, blends in in a very robotic way. He's not like, hey, I'm one of you. I'm the Terminator. My name's right. John. What's up? You want to be best friends? And then it's he kills espionage. you. espionage. Yeah, he's just, like... He, he's just not a robot. And so it works. Right. But, like, yeah, if it was, like, if he was, like, being, like, a secret agent and it was, like, okay, I can understand why you would give him a penis so he could, like, seduce people and then be, right. like, oh, I'm the Terminator and then kill him. But he's just, <laughs> when he's just, like, the, the only reason that it works is, like, espionage, quote, unquote, is because he doesn't look like a robot. And right. I guess penis having is a part of not being a robot but like still i mean maybe he would need all to i'm saying blend is in. who who's trying to fuck the terminator maybe he would need to blend in in like a nude beach or he would need to blend in at a, a strip club where he wouldn't necessarily well, have his dick out but it would well, be well, really clear see, if he didn't have one but if they didn't give the terminator's penis that would be immediately what they looked for because then they could immediately tell who wasn't a terminator because they <laughs> right. wouldn't have a penis that's true that's totally fair it would be a dead giveaway if you knew where to look yeah you're like all right everybody drop your pants and terminator's going like oh damn it i don't have a penis i don't have a dick it's they're gonna know i'm the they're terminator they're gonna know <laughs> They're all gonna um, laugh at me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I just I really admire this movie for doing that. You know, James Cameron has kind of a reputation as as being like, uh, I mean, not like anybody incredible, but just like a moderate feminist as a as a filmmaker. Because yeah. he has a lot of good female characters, and he just I don't know, just seems to not give a fuck about like 
them being sexy or anything like that and like yeah. isn't opposed to male nudity not because it seems like he has any agenda or anything just because that's like just who his he sensibility is. yeah yeah he's not trying to like make a point he's just like i want i want arnold schwarzenegger's dick to be in this movie and everyone's like <laughs> yeah. all right all right all right all right <laughs> you can't have its whole dick in the movie but you can imply you can you make can... it so you can get the feel for his dick yeah feel his dick um <laughs> the uh okay here's why my were people, biggest okay. oh go ahead. i wasn't i wasn't alive in the 80s why right. were people so afraid of punk rockers in the 80s i know it's so funny and one of those guys is bill paxton who gets to be like the main character in titanic like 10 years <laughs> later <laughs> which i think is so funny like I guess when did like punk as like a subgenre was like the sixties, right? Right. I mean that was like the beginning of it. I mean yeah, in the seventies was, like, was when it kinda really... got big. I think in the seventies it became like a thing and people were like, Oh, I'm afraid of these people because they're not regular. They're and challenging then in the my 80s, ideas of normalcy. Exactly. And then in the eighties it was like an established enough idea that people could be like, Oh, these are the kinds of things we're afraid of, you know. It yeah, was still like percolating in the 70s. Teenagers. Yeah. But I love these guys because they're not just, like, regular people, you know? No, they're caricatures. Yeah, like, the one guy has got, like, skid marks on his face. Yeah. And you're like, what is that? That's not a tattoo. <laughs> and like, they're not, I can't stress enough, they're not a gang. Yeah. They're these just are just three kids. Guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then my favorite is, like, when he's, like, Nice night for a walk, huh? Like, haha, your dick's out. And then Terminator's <laughs> Did you like, know? Nice night for a walk. And then he's just like, Fuck you, asshole! <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like, all... Why is that the response to it? They all pull out their switchblades. They all have separate shots for each, each of their switchblades. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm so hung up on Bill Paxton's skin mark on his face. Yeah, I don't know. Is I it really, makeup? I just don't know. Did somebody run over his head with a motorcycle? <laughs> we like, just, and he just got up afterwards? And like burned rubber on his face? Like, yeah, and he I don't just know, went to work. What's going on? <laughs> Um, anyway. I, I, I honestly think this is, like, the perfect role for Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, he... Oh, absolutely. Like, he doesn't need to, like... It's not, like, a really, like, strenuous, like, acting job. Like, he doesn't need to do have, like, a lot of emotion. He just needs to be, like, super serious and just, like, mega muscly and intimidating. And he <laughs> right. does it so well. No, yeah. I mean, I think Arnold Schwarzenegger has, like, one of the most interesting acting careers in history. Oh, yeah. Because, like, he was in Conan the Barbarian. That was, like, his big break. Um, and he just has to play this big, muscly European guy. And it's, like, not Which a he big... he already s- basically <laughs> is. Exactly, yeah. He's playing into his type. But Conan he gets... might as well just be a biography about Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> right, so he gets kind of a name for himself for Conan. And then it's, like... What do you do after that? Like, yeah. what else can you <laughs> what do? Step two. Yeah. So, but he gets Terminator, which is huge, which is another perfect role for him, right? He's just big and muscly and scary and mostly silent, you know? Yeah. Um, and then after that, he's got a big enough chunk of fame that he can start doing movies where he just makes fun of himself and his image, you know? Yeah. Like, after Terminator and Terminator 2, what he does are, like, Ivan Reitman films. He's in, like, Kindergarten Cop and fucking twins where he plays twin brothers with Danny DeVito. (laughs) (laughs) What? Have you not heard about this movie? No. There's a movie called Twins. Yes. It stars uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. 
and they're like estranged brothers. They're but fraternal they're twins. twins. Yeah. <laughs> and they, it's about their story of like finding each other and making their way in the world or whatever. God, I hope that movie's good. Um, it's. I think it's going to be on Disney Plus. It's an old Disney production. Oh, hell yes. Um, there was a rumor going around for a while that they were going to make a sequel a few years ago called Triplets. And guess who the third triplet was going to be? Please tell me. Oh, hold on. I it It's one of three people, and I'm going to make sure I don't get it wrong. Hold on. Uh, the third triplet <laughs> was going to be Eddie Murphy. Oh, my God. <laughs> But <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was going to be Chris Rock or Eddie Murphy, so I had to make sure because otherwise that would have been probably pretty bad. Um, <laughs> would have been an oopsie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I hope that gets to happen someday. I want to see that movie. Well, I um, see. I don't. Is is Arnold Schwarzenegger deeply problematic or? No, I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. He was the mayor of California, and I don't know what sort of legislation he was behind. No, I but... thought he like cheated on his wife a whole bunch. Oh, they, I don't know. That might be true. Whatever. <laughs> it's not me. It's not. He did cheat on me. I don't care. He was a Democrat. Whatever. <laughs> I like. I like the position that you're taking here. That all Democrats are <laughs> cheating on their wives. <laughs> no, I just meant like I can't be too bad. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> never mind. No, I don't think he's a hugely problematic figure. I think he okay. has cheated on his wife before, but you know. Stranger, stranger things. <laughs> Got bigger fish to fry. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And it's just, it's so funny that, like, he has a career path that literally only he could have, you know? Yeah. Well, like, it's like his... to build such a strong, like, image that you can just, like, immediately make fun of said image is, like, yeah, such a exactly. power move. No, the only person I think that has ever come close to, like, having a similar career to Schwarzenegger is maybe Dwayne Johnson. But he's just really leaned into, like, doing action movies, you know? Yeah, like... Like, he, he has, like, a comedy every once in a blue moon, like Jumanji or, like, The Tooth Fairy. What's the one he did with Kevin Hart? Uh, oh, Central Intelligence? Yeah, I watched that. So every time I've ever been on a date with a guy, and he's been like, let's see a movie, and there's not a movie out that I want to see, so I'm like, okay, you can pick the movie... And then they always pick the, like, most, like, shit comedy on the planet. And I don't know why. This has happened at least three times. But one time I went on a date. It was like, you want to go to a movie? I'm like, yeah, I love film as a concept. But And then we watched Central Intelligence, and it was it was, it was was bad. I have a feeling that's not what that movie is called. Hold on. Because it has a really generic and shitty name. He, okay, let's see. Dwayne Johnson filmography. Okay, yeah, it was called Central Intelligence. Yeah. What movie was I... Oh, Get Hard was the other one that was, like, exactly the same premise. But that one had Will Ferrell in it, though. Yeah, was that Will Ferrell and Kevin Hart? Yeah, dog. Kevin Hart needs to get it together. I have I no think. idea what the fuck Kevin Hart is doing. Um, be, uh, Kevin Hart's so weird to me. Like, he, Yeah, I don't know what to think about Kevin Hart. He had that whole thing where he said a whole bunch of anti-gay stuff in, like, 2002 on Twitter... And yeah. then everyone, like, found it and was like, yo, this is super not cool. And then he was, like, trying to get himself back. And then he was on Ellen? And Ellen was like, hey, I'm giving you my seal of approval as a gay person. That you're cool, it's fine. 
Yeah, um, Ellen does that sometimes. I don't know. I don't know if that means anything to me or not, or if I even care because it was two thousand one and like so much not on people's radar the same way. Uh, yeah, I don't well, know. It's just he, weird. Didn't Kevin Hart get in trouble for something recently, like saying something kind of shitty? Maybe I don't know. To me, you know what I think. What do you think? I think unless somebody's fucking Kevin Spacey. I think it's just it's just not worth my brain power. Well, and I and I do get it's like yeah. Well, because if we do, it's because we're in like the new modern age of technology where we know every single shitty thing that everybody says all the right. time, and eventually you just gotta like, you just gotta pick your battles, man. Yeah, exactly. There's gonna be some dirt on everybody at some point or yeah. another. And it's like not to say I think that's only true when it comes to celebrities. If my friend says something shitty, I'm gonna call it out on them. But if it's like, hey, Kevin Hart said something weird on Twitter, I'm gonna be like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Whatever, it's Kevin Hart. Can, like, it's not even funny. He can go fuck himself. I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even mad. I just don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, what were we talking about? Can we, start, can we start a beef with Kevin Hart? <laughs> yeah, Kevin Hart, come on the show. Defend yourself. <laughs> do you think we would even be able to do a podcast with Kevin Hart if he agreed to? Uh, it would be bad. Like, I mean, how like... do you think that would go? I wonder what movie he would want to talk about. <laughs> I don't know. Like, do you think it would be, like, one of his movies he would yeah. want to talk about? Or would like... be like, let's do Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. And we'd be like, oh... Yeah, oh. and then we just only say good things about it. Yeah, love, because yeah, see, if Kevin we had Hart Kevin Hart right on the there. show, I wouldn't be able to have a bad opinion about anything. I don't think I would be able to talk to Kevin Hart just like as a person. <laughs> I don't think like, I could have a conversation with the man. Oh uh, yeah, I loved how funny you were in this movie, Kevin. <laughs> like this is a weird thing. How long? Lo- how like, far along are we? Four minutes. Cool. Four minutes. Four and a half. <laughs> Uh, hmm. I think Dwayne is also very good in this in this great movie, Kevin. I think he does equally as good. No, no better, no worse. <laughs> we should do Jumanji. That's a fun movie. <laughs> I we should tweet at Kevin Hart. <laughs> uh. See, there's this weird thing, Evans, where it's like celebrities, where it's like not someone that you like really look up to or like really like. But you just like know that they're a celebrity, and like just yeah. the fact that I knew that he was famous probably means I couldn't have a regular human conversation with him, you know? <laughs> right? Yeah. Because I was like, man, what do I even say to you? Like, hey, how was how was work yesterday? And it's like, well, he's not gonna give me a regular human answer. He's gonna give me some weird celebrity <laughs> right. answer. But like, imagine if you're just like at the bank, and like nobody else recognizes him, but he's just yeah. like in line behind you. And he starts a conversation with you. He's then just I like, could probably have a regular human. Yeah, he's just now. like, uh, banks, right? I'd be like, oh yeah, dog. <laughs> and then I would get, and then I walk up, I walk up, okay, in my mind's eye, and then I walk up to the counter, and there's the nice lady teller, and I say, I don't have an account here. I'm just here for the free lollipops, and I take a lollipop and I walk out of the bank. And then Kevin Hart comes up behind you and probably deposits a forty million dollar check. Yeah, into just his like account. ten billion dollars. <laughs> um. Okay, the Terminator. Yeah. Um, I love. Okay, let's. What see. I think is actually really cool is that we have that shot of where Arnold Schwarzenegger comes to the present and he's really naked and he's like steamy, but he's just like he's just like, ooh, I'm here, I'm the Terminator, and then we move on to the next thing. 
And then we have Kyle come from the future into the present, and he's just like totally incapacitated for like a full two minutes. <laughs> right. Like he's I like think that's freaking out. Yeah, no, but I think that's so cool because it's like the Terminator is a robot man. And he doesn't, he doesn't, f- he doesn't feel stuff. Right. But Kyle, Kevin. <laughs> I also think that like. I was listening to somebody talk about this the other day, and they brought up the fact that Kyle is wearing that homeless man's pants the whole movie. Yeah, does he steal <laughs> that homeless man's pants? Is that yeah. what happens in that scene? Yeah, he does. Hey, Kyle? Um, <laughs> he's the only guy around, and he can't get arrested for having his dick out. That would compromise but, his mission. But he does, even though he puts pants on. I don't get why those police officers are so bad at him. Yeah, I know that's a really good question. There are is like getting, multiple okay. squad cars coming. Is he after getting him. arrested for being naked? Is he I being think... arrested for stealing that homeless man's pants? Is he being we'll arrested a, for we'll running away after he stole the homeless man's pants? But I feel like if you saw a homeless dude in an alley who was yes. naked but is currently putting on pants, maybe, maybe, maybe you're like, hey, you can't be naked here. We're gonna come get you. But then yeah. if you started to chase him and he was, like, running away really fast, I cannot imagine you would be bothered to follow yeah, up on that. Yeah, that would be, like, like, one police officer tops and he doesn't right. care enough to ask the naked homeless man why he's running away. Right. <laughs> I do gotta say, though, um, homeless pants, trench coat with no shirt, and a big shotgun is a pretty yeah, good look. It's a good look. How weird? Okay, so we get to that scene... Where the Terminator goes into the gun store with the stupidest gun store owner on the planet. Oh, so good. Because he's just like, give me all of your best guns. And he's like, <laughs> oh, ho, ho, this one's good for killing people. What are, what are you doing with that gun? And then he gets shot. <laughs> right. Uh, but and then we immediately cut to Kyle in the alleyway, sh- like shaving off the back of the shotgun. Right. Where did he get that shotgun? Did he also steal that from the homeless man? Um, I, I think he did, right? There's no way that homeless man had a shotgun. <laughs> Hold on. Because Hold then on. he wouldn't have stolen his pants. Well, you can steal a shotgun and a pair of pants from somebody. No, but I'm saying if you tried to steal the pants off of a man who had a shotgun, then you would have been shotgunned. I don't know. I don't know where he gets the shotgun. I was trying okay. to <laughs> scroll through the movie to see if I could tell, but this is not worth my energy. No, it's not. Um, and I, ju- I just want to acknowledge... That this is, like, the best premise for a sci-fi movie that anybody's ever come up with, right? Like, the fact... I don't know. It was a little bit derivative of a novel that somebody wrote, and they gave him credit in the credits. Um, That's nice. Yeah, but he still sued them over it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I mean, I get it. Like, um, he doesn't get any money from that. Yeah. But it's like, it wasn't like they were ripping him off. It was just like, oh, somebody, like, the idea of, like, somebody coming back in time to, like, yeah. do something and, like, fathering his own, the person who sent him back in time kind of was, like, the gist. Yeah. Um, But it wasn't, like, the same story, you know. But they yeah. were like, yeah, just yeah, to yeah. cover our asses, we'll give him a credit. But I think, I don't know. I think, I think they, that probably drew more attention to it exactly, than they yeah. wanted. And then he was like, hey, that is, like, my thing. And <laughs> right. <sued them. laughs> But, like, first of all, like, just the whole thing of, like, they send a robot back in time to kill the person who would, like, be the mother of the leader of the revolution, A, 
But then also, mm-hmm. like, this whole premise of, like, he doesn't know where she is, so he just has to go through the phone book yeah, and just really kill good. people named Sarah Connor. It's so cool. It's just the best thing ever. And, like, I don't know, it could be easy to kind of take it for granted because we all know it, you know, it's so, like, yeah. iconic. But it's, like, that was crazy. That was crazy yeah. in 1984 that somebody came up with that. It's so cool. I mean, just, like, the idea of, like, phone books in general seems just, like, a huge bad idea. Like, there's just a list of people with their phone number and address and also their first and last name. Like, that's just a book yeah. that's, like, everywhere. Yeah. Like, I get that the internet exists, but I can at least, like, pretend that people couldn't find that information. But right. it's just, like, written in a book. There's, like, no, there's no denying that anybody can know where you are and how to kill you. Well, I was thinking about that. I think it's interesting that, like, we've sort of moved away from phone books. I mean, obviously because the internet exists so we don't want a big, thick book full of names around. Um, But, like, just that in general people are, like, gravitating away from that sort of public life, you know? Because Mm -hmm. for a while it was like, oh, you know... Uh, if I need to get a hold of somebody and I don't just know their phone number because what the fuck why would you ever just have somebody's phone number memorized you yeah. can go to the book and you can say oh I met this guy named Jeremy in class and we got assigned to work but we've got to exchange phone numbers whoops so I'll just look him up in the book and I'll get a hold of him that way like and it's because that's what it was it wasn't addresses it was just phone numbers and names yeah Um, and then you can like use other resources to get addresses if you really need to but like but I feel like people don't want that anymore. I feel like now it's at a point where it's like, oh, if I want to get a hold of somebody, I could just find them on Facebook or Instagram or whatever by yeah. just searching their name, you know, and I can get a hold of them that way. And, like, I don't know. For some reason, it, like, I don't know. It sort of skeeves you out in the modern day, but it's also, like, a perfectly reasonable thing to have i don't know it's weird it's weird how culture has changed so much in the last like 20 years on people's attitudes towards that kind of thing well i mean i just i kind of already said like we've got the internet now so it's like i mean all that information is still basically out there like facebook is like do you want to put your address here and i'm like no because no (laughs) and it's just i don't know i just it's i think it's just a physical book and the fact that it's just like written down is what it's like weird about it it's just like it's it's a book and it's in every single building in the world (laughs) right and it just has your name and phone number in it like that's just weird um okay i have a i have a question for you yes as i'm watching this movie i know this is a classic but i have a lot of punch up i would do on this movie so so here's i have a i'm not entirely sure if this would work in practice so i'm going to consult you about it okay Um, because i'm the expert arnold schwarzenegger is a mountain of a man, yes? Yeah. Much like Wreck-It Ralph. He's got a huge torso. He's a mountain of a man. Um, Wreck-It Ralph live-action remake with Arnold Schwarzenegger. This is not a bad idea. Not what I'm choosing to talk about. Um, oh, I thought that was what you wanted to talk about. <laughs> no. Um, I just think it's funny that in that song, in the end of Wreck-It Ralph, they describe him as a mountain of a man. Um, anyway. Jackson, do you know how long ago it was that we did the Wreck-It Ralph episode? <laughs> I know. You know how long ago it was I started this thought? I need to wrap it up. Um, (laughs) Arnold Schwarzenegger's a big guy. He steals somebody's clothes. Do you think it would be effective and, like, sort of of funny, but also slightly uncanny and scary if he were wearing, like, tight, ill-fitting clothes for the next few minutes of the movie? 
I think that would just be funny. Like, he's just wearing, like, pants that are super tight and, like, a shirt with an exposed midriff that's, like, super tight across his chest. Yeah, Jackson, you are laughing as you describe it. <laughs> it would be but, funny. I mean, it would be kind of a gag at first, but, like, I think if he continued to wear it and showed no sign of g- giving a shit, I think they would sort of become a little bit uncanny and unsettling after a little bit. Don't you think? I, no, I don't. Don't you think? Even if it was regular clothes? I don't know. Whatever. No, I still think. If you're asking me if Arnold Schwarzenegger in a crop top is funny, <laughs> the answer is going to be yes. Okay. Um, but, um, yeah. And so this is about the time where he starts just showing up to Sarah Connors' is and just yeah. fucking shooting him in the face at their door. It's like, what yeah, the dog. fuck? Like, that's scary as shit. <laughs> Yeah, like, like, it's like, we talked about so much about how Michael Myers, so I was like, man, I don't really find Michael Myers scary. And, like, the Terminator is, like, way scarier than Michael Myers is. Like, in that, like, just, like, un... I just punched the table. Like, in that, like, un... Like, un... What's the word I'm thinking Unrelenting. Of? Unwavering, unrelenting, just, like, murder mode. Like, I think that yeah. the Terminator is way scarier than Michael Myers is. Yeah. Just uh, like, dude, this is later. This is later in the movie, but God, that scene where they're on the bridge and the Terminator's just driving the giant truck towards them is so good. <laughs> it's God, it's so good. Rules. This movie rules, Adeline. Um, the uh, and okay, okay. So the next thing I ever doubt is my whole gripe about seeing the future. Um, yeah. I I have a, like a multi-point defense of this of this critique. Okay. First of all. Sarah Connor is the protagonist of this story, yes. Doesn't know the future. By all accounts, we should be more aligned with her than anybody else. Yeah. Showing us the future takes us out of her experience in a really drastic way. Yeah, well, because we we see the future, we know that, on some level, we know that the Terminator is the bad guy and that human guy is the good guy. So when they're in that scene in, like, the bar and, like, both they're all there and, like, Sarah is, like, on her own until he, like, intervenes, like, I should have a fear that they're all bad until he attacks the Terminator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I should, that suspense should be there, even though it's kind of not because the audience kind of already knows that he's the good guy. Right. Like, I want, I want that, like, I want what they do in Terminator 2, where you have, like, the new Terminator that looks different, and so he doesn't know which one is the bad one and which one right, is the right. good one. Like, that's what I want. Yeah. I want that, I want that twist. Um, but yeah, and, like, on top of that, I feel like, in another sort of way, I mean, obviously Sarah Connor is the clearest audience surrogate, but, like, uh-huh. sort of the secondary audience surrogate is, are, are the policemen. Um, oh, yeah. Because they don't know what's going on. Yeah, they don't know what's going on. And I feel like that whole sequence where they're, like, interrogating him in the room and they're like, oh, this guy's crazy, has little to no narrative effect because we know that he's telling us the truth. We saw the future with the skulls and the robots and such. And the robot skulls. Um, So it's like, I don't know. I guess on the one hand, it's like a different kind of scene because of that. Like, you're just frustrated that they won't listen to him versus being sort of on their side. I just, I think it would be cooler if there was a little bit of deniability to the whole thing, you know? Yeah. Like that moment where Sarah Connor's like, so, so you think he's crazy? You really think this is not true? And they're like, oh, of course it's not true. I want to feel something at that. I want to be like, oh, maybe it is just a thing. Like, I mean, I guess it could have been, you know? Yeah. Um, I I do like that, like the police psychiatrist in this, 
isn't an asshole to him and like kind of <laughs> right. like asks him like in canon questions. He's like, but we only sent back one. What are they going to do with you? Like, he seems like he's just like genuinely curious about yeah, what no. this guy's talking he's about. He's a cool guy. I, I like that character a lot. And I also yeah. think that like the way that, oh, what's the guy's name? What's the actor's name? Um, who plays Kyle Reese? Hold up. No, not twins. Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you typed in a T, I don't make the rules. Uh, Michael Bean. Um, I feel like that's, like, the height of his performance in this movie. When he's in the interrogation room and he's just, like, fucking losing his shit at that psychologist. <laughs> and he's just like, I already told you! <laughs> he's a metal thing with skin wrapped around it, so it counts! <laughs> yeah. You're like, okay, Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, that's I love I love scenes like that in movies where like they're being interrogated and obviously the, the police think that they're crazy because it's like I saw an alien or that my sister turned into a werewolf or whatever it is that we're talking about. <laughs> right. And they they never do anything to help their case like a regular person would. Right. And I also think that those flashback sequences, flash forward sequences, call them whatever you like. Um where you see the future are also just not very interesting. Yeah, or important to what we're talking about. Because yeah. it kind of doesn't matter what's going on in the future. Because we care about what's happening in the present. And what's happening in the present dictates what happens in the future. So, like, yeah. why even why even show Yeah, the there's no stakes. Because you know it's going to end up with him going back in time. You know, yeah. he's not going to die. Like... And there aren't even any, like, drastic emotional moments in it, really. No. It's just, like, well, him running around a... and getting lasers shot at him. Yeah. And there's and a big like, tank, and it drives over some skulls. Yeah, you're just like, oh, that was kind of cool, I guess. You're I don't know, like, that, was, oh, that was three minutes of explosions, I suppose. What? You mean the future is bad? <laughs> right, exactly. I think you should just cut all that shit out of it. I think yeah. maybe, maybe in the moment... When Kyle and Sarah are talking at the end and he's, like, describing the future, there's, like, a short flashback there, like, while he's mm-hmm. talking. I think you can keep that one. That could give us a glimpse of, like, visually what the future looks like and how fucked up it is without, like, mm-hmm. dedicating, like, a solid eight minutes to nonsense. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's my complete hot take about <laughs> why Terminator's actually bad. You got it. Um, I, I don't know what part of the movie this we're at, like, chronologically, but, man, I I would think that I would, like, get over, like, the, like, gore that's in the Terminator movie after seeing, having watched it, like, five times, but, God, it's still so gross. Well, when he pulls, he pulls his eyeball the, out? The, well, when he pulls the eyeball out and he pulls the skin off his arm, it's, it's just, so good. it's gross. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like um, it. But uh, the next thing I have written down is that that gag where what's-her-name's boyfriend calls, and he's like, oh, I'm going to rip off your bra with my teeth or whatever, and he and she, like, plays a prank on him. You know, he's not being creepy because it's, like, his Yeah, because he and, thinks it's his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, but she, like, plays a prank on him, and she's like, oh, who is this? And he's like, oh. And then when he, <laughs> but then when he, like... When Sarah gives the phone to her and he just like starts from the beginning, like nothing happened. It's so good. And they like cut away after the first line. It's like a weirdly modern feeling joke. It's so funny. Yeah. (laughs) And then the next thing I have written down is this is a Pugsley Stan account. 
Just okay. Because I really like her lizard. Her lizard's great. I do like the lizard. Like, that's just, like, one of those, like, fun character things where it's, like, also, she's got a lizard. I yeah. don't know. I just really like that. And there's that moment where she's, like, oh, Pugsley, what are you, what am I going to do with you? And he's just, like. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. I wonder if they made him do that on purpose or if it was just a coincidence. I think it's just he, a lizard, and I don't think he liked her that much. Yeah, it just opened his mouth and made, made a weird noise, like, perfectly yeah. on cue. Um, I also, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, yes. I think Sarah Connor is just a really good name. It is. I think there's an art to, like, coming up with names in stories that stick in your brain and are memorable without feeling weird or unusual, or like you know? generic or, like, too, like, yeah. fantastical. Like, Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor are both, like, great names because you know them. Like, yeah. you know, you can, you remember them and you can say their full name. I think Stephen King is great at coming up with names. Um, this is just why I was thinking about it the other day. Mm-hmm. Because, like... His stories, like, in It, I can... I mean, I know I've seen that movie a million times, but still, like, I can name all of the kids and their, like, first and last names, you know? Mm. Um, Jack Torrance and Wendy Torrance in The Shining. Like, they're these names that don't feel ridiculous, but they still are unique enough that they stick in your brain and are, like, easily rememberable, you know? Yeah. I, I think they're a part of, like early or immature storytelling is has a lot to do with like your protagonist has to be special but like in every like conceivable way like they can't just be special in what they're doing or what they like whatever like one individual part like every single part of them like has to be special and has to scream the fact that they're the protagonist right including their wacky name yeah, exactly. So it's like, oh, I'm, like, honestly, I think of, like, warrior cats. Like, that's the kind of names <laughs> that I think of. Is like, oh, right. I'm laser fire wind fang. And it's like, just be, just be, like, Joffrey Jeremy. Smith. And I'd yeah. be like, oh, that's, like, regular, but different. Right. <laughs> I also think, like, I don't know. I feel like that sort of gag of having that girl who, like, always has her headphones in listening to music. It's such a weird, like, time capsule thing, you know? It is. Because, like, in, like, the early 80s, this was the first time that, like, portable music players were a thing. And, like, mm-hmm. that, like, sort of archetype of person who's, like, always plugged into their thing and, like, rocking out at all times now that they have the fresh new ability to. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's really interesting to me. It's a cool little, like, cultural time capsule that, like, that was, like, a... a there was an observation that James Cameron made and was able to sort of riff on in this movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, also, there's that gag where somebody calls the answering machine and the answering machine says, like, uh, leave your name and number or whatever because machines need love too, haha. And then, like, the Terminator, like, does something really fucked up and you're like, oh. Yeah, and then he, like, shoot, shoots the telephone or <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then the next thing I wrote down is Terminator doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, because he doesn't. Yeah, he really. Uh, he I really, I really like. I really like it. I don't know. There's something so scary about like cars to me that it's just like this giant, humongous metal thing that could just like basically take out anything, and we yeah. they're just so regular that we're not really afraid of them, and it's like. 
I, I love how much this movie uses cars as, like, a weapon and as, like, a scary thing. Yeah. Like, when they go to the police office and he's, like, trying to get back to, like, get to Sarah. And he's like, no, no. And he just, like, comes back and he just drives his <laughs> drives car, car through, through the through front it. of the police station. It's like, oh, it's so good. And then, then they, again, when they're... Says, I'll be back. Yeah. And then, he, <laughs> and then he's back, but he, this time he's in a car and he's driven Why is that the, the most station. famous line of this movie? I don't know. Because <laughs> like, in my head, he's like on a helicopter. <laughs> but that that's not actually a thing that happens. I think my brain just thought it would be a cooler scene than it actually is. <laughs> right, yeah. What a weird phenomenon. That for yeah. some reason, him saying, I'll be back like turned into the most quotable line in cinema history. Yeah. Um the uh <laughs> I just I don't know. I think it's really good that they write a a, a complicated line with Sarah Connor mm-hmm. of having her be average and weak without her being like frail and pathetic, you know. Yeah. She's, like, just as weak and pathetic as any other regular person who has a job as a waitress would be. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) She's not, like, incompetent. It's just... Yeah. That's just what her life is like. Exactly, yeah. Especially in stories like this where it's, like, very much about a woman who is, like, a victim of things. Yeah. It would just be so easy to make her be, like, I don't know, hysterical and incompetent and... I don't know, frail, you know? Yeah. But she's not, you know? She's, I wouldn't describe her as tough, but she's, like, I don't know. She's just regular. Regular, like, she's just yeah. a person, yeah. Uh, I have a quick Is Terminator pre or post-Doom? That's a really good question. Hold on. Because, like, do you totally get the Doom vibes when you, like, when he, he's like in the Terminator vision, like that's so Doom. I'm like, I'm wondering if that's like what influenced what. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Doom is way after. Doom is '93. Okay, it makes a lot more sense that Doom would be influenced by Terminator. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. I guess I, I guess I sort of underest or overestimated how old Doom was. Yeah, in my head, Doom was maybe around when the Big Bang happened. <laughs> right, I don't, yeah. I don't know why I think Doom is, like, the oldest video game ever made, but just yeah. in my head, it is. It was on MS-DOS. Well, that's probably why, because what the hell is an MS-DOS? <laughs> <laughs> it's an old computer. It was, no, like, I one know. of the first models of personal computers. No, I know. I know what an okay, MS-DOS okay. is, but it's, like, something that's, like, completely not a thing anymore, that it just oh, yeah. seems so old. Like... We had, like, Mario and stuff that, like, evolved into something else while the MS-DOS just, like, died. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, I don't know. MS-DOS turned into modern personal computers, but whatever. Well, yeah, but not, like, as a gaming system. You know what I mean. Um, Yeah. I don't know. This movie has such a a long-reaching grip on, like, sci-fi, you know? Oh, definitely. There are so many things. I mean, I already talked about it before, but that MechWarrior game... There was a game we had mm-hmm. on the Super Nintendo that our dad used to play all the time. All um, the time. Uh, and that movie is just, like, Terminator all the way down. Like, the aesthetic of it, I don't know, You're about. it's about you being in, like, a big giant robot that could fly. Excuse me, I got the hiccups on my podcast, which is cool. Um, it's about <laughs> you just being in this giant robot and who can fly around and, like, shoot down planes or whatever. But like, and you're—it's like military adjacent or something. Yeah, but like the music and the design and like the menu setup and like the interface are like totally yeah. Terminator. Um, 
and you know, at Doom also, I'm trying to think of other good examples of things that are just the Terminator. Um, I don't know. It's just it's interesting how much how unique it was at the time and how deeply it influenced like everything moving forward, you know? Yeah. Well, and it's like I it's just funny, it's like it's weird growing up after a thing has like already influenced the culture. Cause it's like I right. before I'd ever seen the Terminator movie, like I knew I had seen so much of the Terminator movie, you know? Like, without ever watching the movie. Like, I probably knew a lot of the stuff that went on in there. And it's like, I, if you asked me anything about the Terminator, I'd be like, I don't know. But, like, it's just in everything. So I've probably seen so much of it. Right. You ever think about how, like, for most of history, people didn't have any idea what Batman was? Yeah. Isn't that well, weird? Yeah. Well, I just always think... I, it boggles my mind that, like, Superman still exists, like, as a character. <laughs> right. Like, by all rights, he should have, like, been forgotten as a character, like, in the, like, 90s, like, at most. I mean, to know? be fair, there were about 40 other superheroes almost exactly like him that we don't. And, like, why, he's pretty much we... the only one from that era that we still talk about. Well, it's because they all sucked, but we just all decided that Superman didn't suck. But yeah. uh, Superman sucks. I disagree. I'll be the first one to say, I don't think, I don't like Superman. I've been reading Brian Michael Bendis' Superman run, and yeah. it's really good. I'm just, I'm not talking about, like, any, like, specific, like, story. I'm just, like, on a general basis, like, solely, like, as a character, I don't like Superman. You could say that about any dumb superhero, though, Adeline. They're all dumb. You're right. Um, <laughs> but, next... if you're, but Okay, but Superman is just like, here's this guy. He's super strong. He's super fast. He can't die unless there's super specific thing happens. I'm like, that's stupid. But if you're like, here's this guy who's bitten by a radioactive spider and now he has the powers of a spider. I'm like, okay, you got me. Like, I'm interested in that. <laughs> The next thing I've written down in my notes about the Terminator, the film we're discussing today. Yeah, whatever. Um, is, <laughs> I just wrote down, why does Arnold look like that? <laughs> um, like, in that sequence where um, after, it's like the chase after they leave Technoir, where either, either Arnold has, like, some weird prosthetics on his face or he's just pulling a really weird expression the whole time. But it, like... Do you know what I'm talking about? When they're in the car? When yeah. When he's, like, chasing them down with the car? Yeah. And well, it's, yeah, it's because he's got a massive prosthetic on his face because you start to see the Terminator skull exactly. under his face. Yeah. yeah. He's got a um, massive prosthetic on his face. Well, but you can't see the Terminator skull underneath him. I think they just, like, weirded out his face a little bit just to sort of plant the idea that, like... His skin isn't <laughs> like no no fully no attached. no are you no because he gets in the he gets hit by the car remember that's way later oh what I don't know what you're talking there's about there's a bunch of car chases in this scene right and like one of the first ones after Tech Noir where Kyle Reese kind of fucks him up a little bit but then they run away oh when he's... they're in the police car okay yeah gotcha, yeah yeah, gotcha, yeah. Gotcha. and then Terminator's chasing after them and his face just looks weird. And I, because th- you can't like see the Terminator skull underneath his 
skin or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it, it looks like they just put him in, like, an Arnold Schwarzenegger mask, you know? Just to mm-hmm. sort of be like, this guy's weird and, like, his skin's kind of behaving oddly, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's really interesting because it doesn't immediately pay off, you know? It's mm-hmm. just, like, a little detail that's like, why does he look like that? What's going on? And then later, he, like, fucking peels his eyeball out. Um, yeah. But, like, I don't know. It's just such a cool little bit of, I don't know, foresight and planning that I think is very appreciated. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I think is kind of cool about this movie, too, is that there's not really a a B-plot to it, you know? Yeah, well, I think like, that's what the, they were trying to do with the future stuff that they showed you. Yeah. Like, that was supposed to kind of be a B-plot, but they didn't really set one up at all. I would argue if anything is a B-plot, it's, like, the, the police officers. Probably, yeah. But that sort of becomes part of the A-plot very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um... We're almost never, like, cutting between different things, you know, besides, mm-hmm. like, the Terminator and Sarah Connor and Kyle. Um, and, I don't know, it's just such a streamlined movie, you know? And I'm hardly yeah. the first person to say this. That's what everybody says about Terminator. It's like, oh, it's so it's so cool because it's so short and so succinct and all these things. Except for mm-hmm. the future sequences. Except I, for the future sequences. Yeah, everyone is always going on and on and on about how trim Terminator is, but it's like, mm, I think there's about eight whole minutes you could just cut out and it would make it better. Anyway. Just put them uh, right in the toilet. But still, still though, it's admirable how just cut to the bone this movie is, you know? Mm-hmm. Hello? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm just, I just <laughs> said like four things in a row. I'm just waiting for you to say something. I'm sorry. It's like... Um, it's 7 p.m. Yes, I did 7.19 p.m. <laughs> okay. Listen, okay. Um, Can we talk about the weird sex scene? What's weird about it? I don't think that either of them are enjoying it. I think they're both in immense pain. <laughs> what, you just mean from the way it's framed? I, yeah, just like all parts of that sex scene, it doesn't okay. seem like a good sex scene. Like it's it's bad. I like when they I like when they like clasp hands, as like a a tasteful representation of that that Kyle is nutting. All right, I think uh, really you funny. like that? <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's great. You like that pervert? I think it's really great. Um, the uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I I think it's an interesting dynamic, you know, because I think. You know, I think they both kind of know what's up before they yeah. they engage I, with it. I, my only problem with their, like, quote-unquote romance is that I think I I would have liked it more if they didn't have it be, like, the greatest romance ever. If it right, was right. just, like, we're together, I like you, we're in a life-or-death situation, we have sex, I understand you're the father of my child, I had feelings for you, but we, we didn't know each other that long. Like, if they just let it be that... I'd be yeah. like, great, totally understandable, totally get it. Yeah, totally. But it's not lined at the end when she's talking to the tape recorder. And I get, exactly. like, the romanticism yeah. of it all. But she's like, I loved him a lifetime's worth yeah, in that five hours. Too. And it's like, you didn't. You, you <laughs> right. just didn't. Clearly you did not. Yeah. Like, if anything, it reads more like she just feels bad for him, you know? Like, yeah, because she's, she's like, should I, should I even tell you his name? I guess I owe him that. He was the best man who ever lived. <laughs> um... He could weigh 200 pounds over his head without even blinking. Right. Okay, also, 
I don't buy that Kyle Reese has never fucked. I think okay. in that <laughs> in that world, I think if ever there is a scenario in which people would be fucking a lot, it's that one, right? I mean, Where yeah. like everything's shitty and we're all living in this weird little shanty town and nothing matters anymore, you know? Yeah. I don't buy that he's never had sex with anybody in that world. What is that? <laughs> what sex? That, that's him, yeah. Okay, he has cool. a, yeah, you got it? <laughs> no, he knows what it is because he's been Jango to her picture for 30 years. Oh, I hate it. I hate it a lot. <laughs> Can we talk about the Terminator getting hit by the truck? It's so good. I was literally so just good. about to bring that up. That's like one of the <laughs> coolest things in this whole movie is when he gets run over by the truck and you can like see him go under the wheels. Yeah. It's so cool. It's <laughs> um, really good. Uh, and, okay. then, and then they're just like, oh, shit, we hit a dude. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, okay, okay. I have a handful of things from sort of before this in the movie that I want to touch. I took a whole bunch of notes. Okay. Um, the, I mean, I guess I just have a couple. First of all, I really like that, like, white police officer who's constantly, like, trying to tell really gross stories and they're just getting cut off. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's maybe my favorite character in this movie. <laughs> he's just like, oh, that's nothing. One time I had this perpetrator who had sex with his dog, and then... And they're like, shut up. And <laughs> you just Stop. move on from there, and you never get to hear it. I think that's so funny. <laughs> um, and then uh, I just... There's this idea in this movie that comes up over and over again, where, like, you... She's, like, told really explicitly that she's going to be safe wherever she is, Right. Mm -hmm. And then she's just fucking not. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, in any normal human circumstances, you would be safe there, right? You're in a crowded Mm -hmm. bar. Nobody's going to come after you then because you'd be caught immediately. You're in a police station. You'd be safe there because, like, the average person would never be able to, like, get get past, you know? Mm -hmm. But the Terminator Unless they drove their car through the front. Right. The Terminator (laughs) just doesn't give so much of a fuck that, like, all of these situations in which... Normally, you would be perfectly safe and, you know, able to to sort of recompose yourself and have some triage and fix things up. He just, he still comes after you. Like, it's there's mm-hmm. nothing you can ever do to get out of his way, even the things that normally would work, you know? Yeah, screw you, Michael Myers. You suck. Uh, <laughs> um, also, there's that line when he's in his, I don't know, the Terminator's in, like, his hotel room, I think? Um, his uh, house? Is it an apartment? I don't know. Maybe he just like went to an apartment and killed somebody. It was just like, this is my apartment now. Um, <laughs> Hello, dog. But I just really want like, the Terminator to have a dog. I don't know why. You know, okay, have you not heard that that was one of the notes that the studio kept giving? Um, or no, the Termi- they, they, wanted- didn't, they didn't want to give the Terminator a dog. They wanted to give t- uh, Kyle Reese a robot dog. That was like the one thing that they kept pushing James Cameron on is that Kyle Reese should have a cyborg dog. And he kept being like, no, that's dumb. That's mega dumb, you guys. (laughs) In this universe, the mega dog would be the bad guy, too. So I don't even know what they're talking about. Um, There's that moment where he's like in his apartment, like taking his face apart or whatever. And somebody, somebody like knocks on his door and is just like, uh, hey, everything okay in there? Or whatever he says. And it shows this, like, interface from inside the Terminator where it gives him a whole bunch of options. And then he, like, yeah. zeroes in on fuck you, asshole. And it's just like, fuck you, asshole. It's so funny. <laughs> I think it's so great. It's really good. 
I have to look up. I wonder what the other responses were. Uh, there's this moment when they're like at the hotel room after they, or no, it's before they have sex. And he's like, I'm going to go out and get some supplies, but here, take this. And he hands her like a handgun. And it's like, what yeah. the fuck is that going to do? <laughs> like, what? Yeah, it's more shooting at the Terminator when the Terminator cannot be exactly. shot. Exactly, yeah. That old chestnut. It's like, I don't know, I guess it makes you feel stronger, but whatever. Like, but it's what? not going to do Well, anything. but then she shoots the machine and it crushes the Terminator. I Jack guess on. that's true. I guess that's just good storytelling. There's that really great moment when they're, like, talking and it's sort of, like... You feel it, like, hit home for Sarah in this moment where she's just like, it's never gonna be over, is it? Like, <laughs> yeah. is, this isn't something I can deal with and get over with and go back to normal, you know? This is, like, this is uh-huh. this is forever now, you know? it's Which I, I don't get. Because the whole thing, because he has that line where it's like, it's just me and him now. Where it's like, they can only send one person back, one Terminator back. And they killed that Terminator. And I know that... I and I know that there are more Terminator movies where they do send more back. But, like, in the plot of this first one, that sh- this should actually, yes, be the end of it. You but know? not really, because they're, they're not making it so that the war never happened. They're making it so that yeah. she can father John Connor. They'll just went, oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. now, you know, in 15 years, the world's going to get blown up by robots, and I'm going to have to deal with yeah. that, and they're like, I'm just going to have to be on the run yeah. forever now, pretty and much. We're gonna, and we're going to win, which is great, but... Uh... <laughs> right, yeah. Um, but, like, you know, I can't go back to normal after this. <laughs> That's not an option yeah. anymore. Um, also, there's that moment... There's that moment after they have sex when they're, like, getting up the next morning and mm-hmm. <laughs> Sarah, like, hands him some clothes or something, but she's just like, ah, think fast! <laughs> and Kyle gives this reaction that's just like, uh, ha, ha, uh yeah, like, <laughs> that's, real, real like, funny. super funny duper not funny. That cranks me up. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, I lived through the apocalypse. Yeah. Could you just... <laughs> Could you not... Could you... Jump out at me like that? Jesus Christ. Yeah. You're not funny, Sarah. <laughs> um Okay, here's my other here's my other punch up I would give this movie. Are you ready for it? Okay, punch it. I would have the Terminator come into their hotel room and kill Kyle like right after they have sex. Like as soon as he nuts, that's when the Terminator comes in and shoots him like straight in the face. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, and, and why is that? Well, okay, because it's it's a moment of comfort for Sarah, right, when they have sex. Mm-hmm. And I think having the Terminator... A, 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 supposedly. <laughs> it's not shown like that. What do you but, mean, you know. supposedly? She literally gives birth to his child, Adeline. No, I, no, they have sex. Okay. I'm not saying they don't have sex. Okay. I'm saying that I don't know if it's if it's great. <laughs> they have a good time. Okay. It doesn't look like it. It looks like they're both in pain the whole time. Right. Okay. Um, but like that's a that's like a, a, an up point. It's a moment of comfort for Sarah, where she feels sort of protected by him, and they they feel safe enough in that moment that they can let their guard down and be intimate with each other, right? Um, and that's why I think it's the perfect moment to have the Terminator interrupt, you know, like, because all mm-hmm. the other times when she's supposed to be safe, it's supposed to be, 
okay is when the term is exactly when the Terminator shows up. I don't think this should be any different. Plus, mm-hmm. Kyle doesn't really do anything after this in the movie functionally. You know, well, he puts a bomb in the gas truck. Yeah, but they already made the and bombs though. Did you think it would be cooler if Sarah puts- did that instead? It would. Um, and also, I think it would just like really drive home that like he got her pregnant and then just died like really hammering in like that is what he was meant to do that's the only thing that's really important about him you know is that he's Mm -hmm. the father of john connor who's gonna become this beautiful revolutionary and once his purpose is fulfilled it's just like blamo you know um Mm -hmm. i think that would make it much better your thoughts on kyle dying immediately post-coitus I just don't have any opinions about Kyle. Like I don't like he can hang out some more if he wants to hang out. Like I don't <laughs> okay. know. I like him getting exploded. I like that. Right, right, right. Wait, the Terminator getting exploded? You mean? Yeah, because he explodes the Terminator and he explodes himself. Right, right, right. Um, this is this is where I wrote down that him getting hit by that truck fucking rules. Um, the Terminator. It's, I mean, it's so good. Um, very good. The uh, okay. Here's here's my other big beef with this movie. This is, like, truly one of the only things that I think is, like, upsetting about this movie and, like, actually ill-executed. Um, mm-hmm. Is that the the sound editing and sound design is so bad in this movie. What do you mean? Like, whenever there's, like, an action sequence where an extra has to say something, like, the ADR is so obvious and oh, so yeah. obtrusive oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that it like it takes me out of it like every single time whenever there's an action sequence mm-hmm. and somebody has a line of dialogue it's like hey what do you think we should do now like it's just it's so clear and so like completely unaffected by everything around it it like takes me out of the movie so bad um yeah i like at the very beginning when he appears when the terminator appears in front of the garbage man and i think the garbage man makes like the what the like same <laughs> yeah. sound like three times in a row it's so horrible um <laughs> the it's, so that's part one and part two is the terminator itself the like skeleton at the end it alternates between being this really scary stop motion and being um a thing on a pole that someone's swinging <laughs> Yeah, around. like a puppet. Um, I think it should always be stop motion, right? Because, yeah. you know, the stop motion is at a lower frame rate than the world around it. And I like that about it. I think it... Yeah, it's super It's scary. really uncanny and creepy, and it it's like a really stylized and specific choice. And I wish it was just consistent you know like when it's not that the stop motion isn't great but like the stop motion and the real camera footage look drastically different you know and it like is immediately obvious you can like immediately differentiate one from the other you know and it's just like i wish i mean you know and it would have been a lot 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 harder to do it just one way or just the other but I think that's a really distracting detail, and if they had put in the extra effort to like make absolute sure that the hand or that the skeleton is always this creepy janky stop motion, I think it would be about a thousand times scarier and more effective. Oh yeah, totally. Because that stop motion is so good. I love stop motion. Terminator. Yeah, it rules. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have a lot to say about this besides that. Just like I wish 
that I mean this is kind of wrapped up in my I think Kyle should die earlier. I just wish that mm-hmm. Sarah sort of took the reins a little bit earlier, you know. She doesn't really do yeah. anything for herself until after Kyle dies, which is like the last 10 minutes of the movie, you know. Yeah. Um the only thing that she really does is like hit that button and crush the terminator. And you know, she gets yeah. the she gets the cool action movie line at the end. What does she say? Uh, uh I have a dog now. No, you are terminated. <laughs> and then she crushes it. Oh. It's so good. Um, I'm gonna get a dog after this. And she slams right. the button. Um, I'm gonna get a cyber dog. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that um, she doesn't end up actually taking a lot of action unto herself. And that's what's so cool about Terminator 2 is that it really sort of completes her arc, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, but, like, yeah, just at the... I wish I would have gotten a little bit more of that second part of her arc at the end of this movie, you know? I wish that she had taken matters into her own hands a little bit before the absolute very last minute of the movie, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like we're kind of at the end here. Do you have any other miscellaneous thoughts about the ending of this film? I mean, not really. I I I wraps it up. It wraps itself up like pretty yeah, well. Yeah, it's a good good dang movie. Yeah, <laughs> calm down, it's, Jackson. I'm, I'm so into this movie now. It's a very it's a very good film. Because I I was like pretty much like not into it the first time I saw it. I was like, yeah, eh, old. Don't give a fuck. Do something. <laughs> Do something, yeah. I mean, look, they were doing a lot of things. I just didn't think it was very cool at the time. <laughs> I just wasn't looking when they were yeah, doing um, But, like, I don't know. For some reason, I remember the fact that, like, how dated it looked really bothered me. Um, I mean, t- Sarah's hair yeah, in this film is just the worst. But for some reason, it just doesn't anymore. I don't know if it was just about the headspace I was in when I just watched it that first time. But I was like, this movie's overrated as fuck, and I don't really care about it at all. Um, mm-hmm. And then the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, okay, I'm warming up to this a little bit. And now that I've watched it a third time in my little home theater, I'm like, fuck yeah. This is the best movie anybody's ever made. That's not true, but I'm really into it. <laughs> but, but you'll yeah. say it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm all in on Terminator now. And I was not for a long time. And I, I just, I love it. It's a good, you know what? I'm just going to say it. Terminator. It's a good movie. Really? Wow. That's wow. You're going to really, you're really shaking. Yeah. I'm going to get it on Twitter for that one. (laughs) I should, y'all have the Twitter people come over and they'll record. Ready to block everybody after this. LOL. I'm a Terminator stan. Or you know what you do? You say, uh, oh, Terminator's a fucking great movie. And then you do the asterisk. So you say, mutes conversation. <laughs> like you just know the comments are going to be a shit show. That's what I'm going to yeah, do for this like, episode. Mutes conversation. Because you're like, you're, you're, in, you're in, on Discord, but really you're on Twitter. And it's really embarrassing that you thought that you were on Discord, but really you're, you're on Twitter. What? Because... You know. Okay, whatever. Whatever the joke you're doing, I don't get it, but we can move on. Um, <laughs> uh, we can't all be wieners. Are you okay? I feel like I'm losing you. I'm 
so tired. I'm losing my mind over okay. here. Um, it's not even 8 p.m. And I'm like, it feels like it's like 2 a.m. Uh, okay, so let's see. We're, we're about an hour and a half into this episode. Um, yeah. The only thing... Okay, you know what? I do want to talk about this for a moment. Um, okay. The Game of Thrones guys were going to do a trilogy of Star Wars my movies. My best friends. Yeah. But now they're not gonna anymore. Oh. And that's it. I don't know. Oh. Because they they had said, like, you know, in their, like, long-term, long-distance plans, they were like, yeah, we're going to do another trilogy. We're, we have two trilogies lined up. One by the Game of Thrones yeah. guys and one by Ryan Johnson. Um, Ryan Johnson. That's just going to happen eventually. They're not, like, in production or, like, have set dates or anything, but they're just like. Yeah, but we just, like, have a this plan. Is, this is our yeah. plan, you know. But now one of those isn't necessarily happening the way they thought. And I wonder if they're going to sort of ease off. Because I feel like Star Wars has been doing a lot of just easing off lately, <laughs> you know? Which I think is yeah. good. They I got a little too a big for their position. britches and then Solo was a bad idea. And they were like, okay, you know what? Yeah, yeah Solo was a bad idea. Let's cool it for a minute. <laughs> yeah, well, because they came, like, new Star Wars trilogy. Everybody loved it. Everyone's super excited about Star Wars again. Not that Star Wars ever really left the pop popular subconscious but like it's reinvigorated everybody's super excited about it but then they disney was like oh star wars right and everyone was like calm down yeah. chill out well, but this is like it has it has to be good still this is apparently i mean this is basically the second time where like someone has been drafted to create a star wars movie or series of movies mm-hmm. but then like really really shits the bed on a project other than Star Wars and sort of, or no, the third time, um, and then gets sort of, they, they resign, quote unquote, but you can kind of feel that they just didn't really want to do Star Wars anymore. Um, yeah. Because the first time was when Colin Trevorrow was going to direct episode nine. That was the guy who directed Jurassic World. And then he made that oh, movie yeah. called Book of Henry that everyone was like, this is the worst fucking movie anybody has ever made. And then <laughs> Lucasfilm was like, okay, 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 maybe we should have him not direct Star Wars then. P- please step um, away from the Star Wars, right. sir. And Josh Trank was going to direct Boba Fett, but then um, Fantastic Four was a huge flop. Oh, um, yeah, you're right. That 2015 Fantastic Four movie. Um It was fantastic. And then, like, right after that movie came out, he resigned, quote-unquote, but I'm sure it was like Disney was like, "Yo, we don't want you to do this like, anymore." Um, and yeah, and then like Game of Thrones, the last season, everybody was just so mad about it that I think they're just like, uh, honestly, what I think it really is in this particular scenario is I don't think that the two Game of Thrones guys want another property this big after that, <laughs> like. Yeah. They've seen... I mean, it's just a lot of yeah, pressure. Yeah, they've experienced the, like, literal absolute worst case scenario for having, like... Oh, just the worst fan base. Yeah. And I think the only... I think the next worst is probably the <laughs> right, worst yeah. Fandom. I'm sure they took a hard look at it and they were like, do I want to go straight from fucking Game of Thrones to Star Wars? God, Probably yeah. not. I mean, after... People after people received the last movie, like because like okay, so cool, cool, cool. We can't do anything new, or people will want to kill <laughs> right. us. So that's what's so funny. God, the last Jedi's good, y'all. <laughs> Fuck. But like, I don't know. I remember when Force Awakens came out, and everybody 
loved it. I mean, not everybody, but like mm-hmm. the people who didn't like it were all saying things like, oh, you know, I've just seen it before. It's like, you know, it's. Yeah, they're like, it's just, it's just pretty similar to The New Hope, but like A New Hope is a great yeah. movie. So it's like, it's not bad. But, and, but then it's like the opposite for, for Last Jedi, you know? And what's interesting mm-hmm. is that like the people who didn't like Force Awakens were just like, yeah, I don't know. I was kind of disappointed by it, but whatever. And the people who didn't like The Last Jedi are just like, fuck you. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, I just don't get I don't get it. They're so bad that they got Luke Skywalker's character wrong. But like, A, they didn't. And B, make your own fucking movie, <laughs> jerk yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I'm at the point where it's, I've had a lot of intellectual conversations about it. And now I'm at the point where I'm just like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like our end segment shouldn't turn into us talking about bad fan bases every single week. But, um, <laughs> That's just the world that we live in, Jackson. Wake right. up and smell the no, shitty No, we're just especially fixated on it. Don't try to pretend. I mean, yeah, um, but look at the world. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I just think it's really interesting. I'm Because, like, with the giant, like, Disney corporation oligopoly conversation i feel like the thing that people don't really give them credit for is that they know what they're doing you know like with marvel with star wars with their like regular animated slate um they're making a lot of really interesting and really smart creative decisions and they're putting out good movies really really consistently you know yeah, I've always been just so confused, and this is kind of, you know, this was, like, before Disney owned everything, when Disney was, like, starting to buy franchises right. that already kind of existed, where people are like, oh, Disney bought this thing, they're gonna ruin it. And I'm like, what planet <laughs> yeah, do you exactly. live on where Disney's gonna make a bad movie out of a franchise? Like, it was always such a weird thought to me, and now it just seems extra right. weird. No, yeah, but, like, with Star Wars, I've they're, like... First of all, I've never seen a huge company, like, course correct with that degree of efficiency. Yeah. After... (laughs) That much damage control. (laughs) But it's like, usually companies are just, like, bullheaded about things like that. And they just plow on Mm -hmm. with whatever they're doing until it just stops being viable anymore, you know? Look at X-Men. Yeah. You know? Um, Look at them. But Disney was like, oh, clearly these, like, spinoff projects we're doing are not super well received and we're not necessarily getting the amount of feedback that we want from them. So we're just going to pull the plug and course correct and, you know, just change our approach a little bit, which is wild, Uh which is wild for a corporation like that. Um, Look at Marvel, you know, they, I think they're making really intelligent decisions because like right now, you know, they spent the last 10 years building this whole thing that is like, trying to reach, like, the widest possible audience, you know? It's these movies that, Mm -hmm. even though there's a lot of them, they're, like, designed to be absorbed by everybody. But now that sort of that has reached its peak and people aren't necessarily always going to be bothered to see everyone every time, they've made the conscientious decision, A, to just start doing standalone things, which is smart. To just get weird with it. Yeah, and B, to just get weird with it. Like, they know that people are on board so they can do that. And, like, also the whole Disney Plus streaming television thing, it's like, they're, in order to have, like, every piece of information, they're, like, expecting you to show up for more things, you know? And it just sort of gives the message that, like, 
these are more for the people who are really excited about it than they are for the broadest possible audience, you know? Which yeah. isn't to say, like, oh, it's just for fans. You wouldn't get it. But, yeah. like, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're shifting their approach, you know? Which companies just don't do a lot of the time, you know? I don't know. Uh-huh. It's so interesting to me that, like, I don't know. Like, obviously, it, there's a lot of really bad downsides to, like, corporations owning so much stuff, you know? And especially, yeah, like, intellectual property-wise. But, you know, I think the fact that Disney... The reason Disney does is because they do good work, you know? <laughs> Disney does what Nintendo <laughs> exactly. don't. It's true. I don't know. I just think it's it's just a piece of that, that dialogue that hasn't quite been touched in the way that I think it should. Um, which, which is why I'm coming out as pro-Disney. Everything they've done the last few years, <laughs> super great. Really into it. <laughs> Goodbye, me. Um, I don't know. I just think it's interesting to acknowledge, like why you know (laughs) yeah um why yeah anyway do you have any thoughts on this i feel like i just talked that whole time (laughs) well you i mean good like (laughs) you had something to say and you said it so like good like yeah if you talked a lot it's because you talked a lot that's fine uh i mean i don't know i don't feel like i have any new opinions that i haven't already said before in different conversations okay Hey, Adeline, do you want to hear a five-star review of Terminator? Affirmative. A good one. Uh, this review... <laughs> just like the Terminator. No, wait, Johnson, just like the Terminator does. Did you no, he it? doesn't do that, though. What? Wait, does the Terminator say affirmative? All the time. That's not even his voice, Adeline. Affirmative. <laughs> That's what the Terminator sounds like. <laughs> Wait, am I getting the Terminator and C-3PO confused? <laughs> God damn it. Every time. I would love to see a movie. <laughs> where it's C-3PO, C-3PO just trying to kill people. people. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I know we were about to wrap up. I am convinced that C-3PO oh, God, is going to kick some real ass in this next movie. <laughs> Jackson thinks that C-3PO is going to go on a murder look, rampage look, 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 look. to do Star Wars Look, movie. look, look, look. Here's my evidence. First yeah. of all, that very first poster they released, he was holding a fucking crossbow. Which yes. is pretty indisputable, A. <laughs> B, he, there's that scene in that second trailer where he has red eyes. And in the most recent trailer, there's that moment where he's like, Oh, I was just taking one last look at my friends. Um, but in that moment, there's like a little little alien guy who's like doing some maintenance on the back of his head. Um, and I'm, I swear to Christ, that little guy's like messing with C-3PO's brain to like engage kill mode, I think. I don't think these... Whatever type of robot C-3PO is, is like a servant robot. He doesn't have a kill mode. I think he's, like, jailbreaking C-3PO in order... Or maybe Anakin jailbroke C-3PO. <laughs> yeah. that would, I would believe that. And then he's gonna, like, engage instant kill from Spider-Man Homecoming, and his eyes are gonna turn red, and he's gonna pick up Chewbacca's crossbow, and he's gonna fuck shit up. <laughs> He's gonna pick up Chewbacca. <laughs> By the way, hurl him across. The also, room. Chewbacca's super gonna die. I think. Oh, it's, okay. Well, yeah. Um. Anyway, so this is me calling my shot. Call me Baby Ruth. 
Um, because C-3PO is gonna fucking cut a bitch in Star Wars Episode Nine. Call me, <laughs> call me Papa Murphy. <laughs> Good pizza, better people. Papa Murphy. <laughs> anyway, uh, this review is by Dominica Taverna. Um, she says, "I like the bit where the Terminator says, i 'I'll be back.' Super underrated scene." <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Why is that? I still don't get why that scene is so famous. It's so weird. I don't. I don't. Maybe know. it's just the first time that modern audiences were introduced to Arnold Schwarzenegger's goofy voice. So it just like <laughs> oh, the first really stuck. time. Does he talk before that? Yes. He what? What else he does he say? He said he says "fuck you, asshole." And oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Right at the very beginning. Okay, that's right. Apparently, I'm gonna say this is no nerds. Oh, uh, yeah, this is no nerds. Oh, loud. I already said that. <laughs> it's okay, this podcast. You have to say the other thing. Sucks anyway. Because you wouldn't wrap up the goddamn and there podcast. There are no nerds allowed. Oh. Podcast is over. This is a bad show, anyway. God.